Hello, and welcome back to the Cricket Associates podcast with me, Daniel. And here we're going to be talking about the absolute sensational result that is, of course, the Netherlands beating South Africa. Now, I think that that's a big step forward for Dutch cricket, particularly because I think that that the Netherlands are often sort of viewed as a bit a bit of a South Africa B team. I, I think that a lot of their players have got connections to South Africa. I mean, Rolf van der Merwe famously played for South Africa several times uh, before uh, going on to play for the Netherlands. The fact that they've won this game is absolutely sensational. They they did it against a, a good strength South Africa side who desperately wanted to win. They, that they needed to win to get to the semi-finals, and the Netherlands denied them that. The Netherlands weren't just playing for their own pride, they were also playing for their position at the next T20 World Cup, because unlike for this year, the T20 World Cup in 2024 is a lot harder to automatically qualify for. This year, she had to finish in the Super 12s. That was easy. You know, the Netherlands, Ireland, Zimbabwe, they'd all be there guaranteed next year if it was the same rules, but... The ICC has slightly tweaked the way of qualification, so obviously the US and the West Indies automatically qualify. I think that's a, it's a real shame because I think that it would be good to see the likes of the West Indies having got knocked out in the first round, having to really go through the qualifying. But this, the same would apply to any other full member nation um, getting knocked out, particularly before the Super 12s. So uh, the Netherlands do actually make it through, finishing fourth in their group, top eight teams from that tournament automatically go through and so and so that means that they've already done they don't even have to go to the Europe qualifier and I think that's a, a real benefit because had they had to go to the qualifier that would have ended up being two positions p- between Ireland Scotland and the Netherlands now that's not to completely dismiss Austria Denmark Germany Italy and Jersey but I think that it's safe to say that Ireland and Scotland are definitely going to be the, the two strongest favourites. Jersey might cause an upset, but I can't... With their strong performance in uh, Cricket World Cup Challenge League A, I believe they were in, you know, beating Uganda and finishing top in their group uh, was a, a bit of a statement. So I think that they could feel quite strong. I think that I think that it'll be just quite interesting to see who else ends up coming in because... You know, there's the Americas qualifier, but they don't really have any. They don't have any strong T20 World Cup teams. Canada goes straight through to the regional final because of their because they competed in the global qualifiers for this World Cup, so they, they at least get that benefit of the doubt. But I can't really see the likes of Brazil, Argentina, Belize, etc. to really put up much of a challenge. I think that. The Americas are quite lucky to be getting uh, one automatic position when the likes of uh, Asia have only two positions. But they've got Nepal, Oman and the UAE, Singapore, Hong Kong and Bahrain uh, in their regional final. And whilst not all of those are cricketing powerhouses, you know, Nepal's in Cricket World Cup League 2, very nearly got through to this T20 World Cup. Oman was at the last one, uh, and the UAE at this, and those who actually even hosted last year's. So I think that it's quite unfortunate for... I think that Asia have been quite hard done by. I think that Europe probably... Europe definitely would have said that it was hard done by only getting 
two qualification slots. However, I do appreciate the fact that ultimately the Americas qualifier is going to be playing sort of as close to a home tournament as they're likely to get. I think that I think that the East Asia Pacific, similarly, and they, they do at least have Papua New Guinea who were present at the last T20 World Cup, but I think that that might be something of a formality for them getting through. I can't see the Philippines, Vanuatu or Japan significantly stopping them. Now I think that the Africa qualifier could be quite competitive. I think that Uganda are going straight through to the regional final rather than the sort of qualifier qualifier. I think that's a, a competitive one. I think two two slots is probably about right for the sort of quality of uh, Af- African cricket outside of South Africa, of course. Uh, but I think that maybe take a leaf out of football's book for this have those intercontinental playoffs so whoever finishes third from Africa plays the winner of the Americas because I would say that Uganda and Canada are probably on a pretty comparable level as far as I've seen so I think that it would I think that it would create a sort of slightly more fair option because I think that the Americas qualifier is going to be pretty weak especially without the the United States themselves or the West Indies being present I can obviously appreciate the fact that you've got to have something in there for all the continents but America's has definitely got a slot that Africa could quite rightly have argued on merit it deserves at least an option for its third place team to be there whereas I think that Namibia and Zimbabwe will be looking to walk through that qualifier completely however the Netherlands doing so well does also bring in another thing that I think that the way that they're qualifying for the T20 World Cup I think that it is better for this year than it has been previously. I do think that they need to consider restructuring it because ultimately, I think the Cricket World Cup Super League was a phenomenal achievement because it meant that it meant that aside from the host, nobody was guaranteed a slot. Now, now you can argue about how big the Super League should be and how many sort of tiers there should be before you just aren't eligible to qualify. But I think I think that you know if you were to take the T20 rankings at the moment and say maybe the semi-finalists from this tournament were maybe to get an automatic qualification maybe not even that maybe just the hosts and have a Super League because I think that it's very easy to hold a three-team T20 tournament I think that it would get the likes of I mean you could probably have it to be the top 25 teams Roughly, I think that you'd have obviously have to do a. It couldn't be a perfect round robin, but I think that teams touring and stopping by Scotland and the Netherlands, whilst playing England and Ireland, would be a really strong thing for world cricket. I think that the ICC too often tries to follow the money right in front of its face and not the global opportunities that it's got. How easy would it be for a team to just stop over in Papua New Guinea? on the way to touring Australia or New Zealand and just give them that competitive match practice because, you know, as we saw from Scotland and Namibia, if you don't have that regular practice, it's so hard to actually compete at, at the World Cup. And I think that you know, we, we all sort of expected the tournament to sort of play out roughly as it has done. I think that Sri Lanka will be disappointed that they've underperformed and I think that South Af- South Africa similarly, but and maybe Australia too. But otherwise, 
you know, the fact that the semi-finals are India, Pakistan, New Zealand and England, it's not really a tremendous surprise, is it? It's, it seems like that that was sort of... You'd, you'd probably have picked India and England quite comfortably. You might have picked South Africa on the sort of merit of batting over the long time over the sort of past uh, year or so and ultimately Sri Lanka you know Asia Cup champions it's always a, a, a strong indication of uh, the competition of your ability to perform at a world tournament I think that having teams like the Netherlands actually have access to playing more regular cricket would all of a sudden made the game against South Africa not so much of a novelty I think that it would have obviously been great for them if they'd been able to play South Africa. I mean, obviously, I know that they uh, had to sort of leave South Africa during the ODI Super League uh, when the Omicron variant uh, caused a hit and everyone sort of freaked out and uh, fled Southern Africa. But I think that we would all agree that it would be so much better if, when Ireland beat England, that it wasn't such a ridiculous thing. I mean, you know, I've, I've already spoken about how I'm a big fan of the idea of including Ireland in the World Test Championship along with Afghanistan and Zimbabwe because how do you expect a team to improve if they're not playing regularly? The same applies to Scotland. I mean, two T20s since the last T20 World Cup and they were against the New Zealand side who were, I'd imagine, pretty tired having toured England for a few tests, then off to Ireland for a few ODIs and T20s then to Scotland and then then to the Netherlands. It was a long old tour. The the players weren't really invested. It it, it wasn't truly competitive because it, it didn't really matter. Whereas if we actually had a T20 World Cup Super League, all of a sudden those games could happen more regularly. Thank you all for listening. This has been the Cricket Associates. If you want to get in contact with us, email us on cricketassociatespodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at cricket underscore ASOC. Hopefully next week I'll uh, see if I can manage a a guest to get on to chat through their experiences uh, in associate cricket. But until then, I'll see you around and, and let's hope for some more associate cricket.